This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together, we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys, too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone, and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the Anxiety Chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the Anxiety Chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform and The coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And today we were supposed to have a guest, but that got switched to next week. So um, I thought, what better topic than what I'm currently dealing with, which is dealing with test results of any kind and just how to work through the anxiety that might come, even if it's not something that's life-threatening it's still scary if you struggle with anxiety. And I think it keeps a lot of people from either one going back to the doctor or ever going. Um, Yes. Yes. And we're jumping right into it today, y'all, because Taylor actually just had a situation and she said, I want to talk about this today because we're supposed to have a guest and the guest is still coming. It's just next week or the week after. But yeah, you, you had, so why don't you fill everyone in on what happened and why this is causing you a little bit of anxiety today. It's not even like just today. So a few weeks ago, I also got a test result. I got some blood work done and like I had sky high vitamin B12 levels and I let anxiety get the best of me at first. And I Googled it. Horrible decision. Taylor. No, hang on. I'm not perfect. And that's why we have this podcast. I know, please. Hang on. I was able to shut off the Google and I didn't go into panic. I read it and I was like, okay, that was bad. That was Good bad. That was a big no-no. I was like, nice. you just did a big no-no. Um, and the Google search actually said horrible things like uh, cancer, basically. It was like, you're done. That's what every time I go, that's why I literally keeps me f- from going to Google is because right. every time I put something in, it's every I have cancer. Time. I'm going to die. Every single time. Is, is it ever something super simple? Never. Like, no, never. literally. And right. that's, so that's. That Anyway, go on. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, So that, you know, just kind of set the tone because, okay, I, I told myself after the wedding, I was going to get back into like going to my yearly appointments because I'm really big on when I keep, because the doctors can be a huge trigger, huge trigger for me. But what I tell myself is when I keep up with going to appointments every year, so like getting a skin exam, going the next year, if you keep up with it and they're measuring your moles, there's not a lot that can happen that's a huge scare. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you don't go for a couple years, yeah, it's freaking scary because they haven't seen you in a couple years and you're like, oh my gosh. So that's kind of what my parents do. So my parents, they live in this almost like don't see, don't hear kind of mindset as if like, Uh if they don't go to the doctor, it's not going to happen. And I try and I'm actually right now working with my mom on this and we're taking it one step at a time because she when she was young in her, I would say like thir- maybe upper 30s, 40, when I was a kid, and I remember this, she got a mammogram and she has very uh, dense breasts. So with dense breasts, you can have a lot of bumps, but bumps aren't lumps. And uh, the lady, the doctor actually, she had just lost her mom from breast cancer. So she wasn't even in the mindset to be oh. able to be a doctor at this point. And so she calls my mom and she's like, there's a lot of activity going on in your breasts. Like we need to get you in for a biopsy immediately. And my mom and my mom went into this full on panic because it was scary that, that news. Oh and gosh, so of course. come to find out she just has dense breasts. That's it. Yeah, she's right. fine. Yeah. But from that moment, she has not gotten a mammogram since my mom oh, is now 54. Oh no. I know. So, so, and they don't go to, they don't, so my parents, they don't go to the doctor. They don't even have a doctor. They're on no medication, which is great. Like their health is great. Like they're the healthiest people. Like they take care of themselves so well, but they have this avoidance mindset that if they don't go, they don't know. And if they don't know, and what I'm working on telling them is here's how my outlook is on going to the doctors at, at this point. I see it as what can I can what can I control? I can, can control I can control going to my yearly appointments that the CDC and everything puts out that I should do, right? That's all I can do. Yeah. That's what I can control. I can control going to the skin doctor and they say, "Hey, this mole looks a bit odd, but let's remove it." But hey, we're measuring it and we're monitoring it every single year, so I'm not going to get hit with some crazy news. And I even tell my parents when I do start getting mammograms, if they, if they said, Hey, you know, there's, there's, if I, if they said I have breast cancer, maybe stage one, awesome. Get it out. Cut them off. Yeah. That's how I see it is is avoidance doesn't stop things from happening. 
Right. We can't control that part. I like, mean, we, and that's what I'm working on my mom with right now is I'm like, mom, if something's there, you sitting at home in your head saying like, oh, I just, I, I, I don't want to go. I take care of myself. You can't pretend that things aren't, aren't happening if they are. And so no. I'm a huge advocate for going to yeah. those checkups. I mean, I, I actually, I actually just, I got, I got a memogram. Um, I started when I was like 38 or 37 because I have a history in my family, right. Um, right. but not like direct, like I think the research shows about, um, Under if 50. it's, well, it's, it's more, I don't know. If you go, if you have like a, a history on your dad's side, then right. you want to take it more seriously or something. Um, so I, they let me do my first one, like, but I requested it. I basically said I have a history and I want to be considered for this when I was like 37. And my, my gynecologist was like, okay, I'll put in a referral for you. So now I do it every year. And this was the first year that they basically called me back and said, your breasts are really dense and we suggest mm-hmm. you getting an MRI or an ultrasound. Which they and, have that 3D mammogram thing. Well, now. and I said, right. Yeah. But even then that's what I had. Even oh, then, right. they basically said you should get an ultrasound. An MRI and an ultrasound is actually re- like the best for bre- for for right. breast. Right. Any because kind I'm of sure breast your checkup. mammogram showed shadows. So yeah, they basically yeah. said yeah, there's they're dense. So I which, um, freaks, which which freaks people out that are your age. If you I mean, they didn't even that. say they like sent me a letter. They didn't even say anything. Okay, horrible. They didn't even horrible. say. But, but did you have the knowledge? Of um, yes, yes. Okay, only see, because my mom didn't know. Well, that's because back then, what, how long ago was that? Uh, was that like 10 years ago? 20. 20 years ago. Yeah. They didn't even have like ultrasounds or MRIs for, for right. breast, like that were volunt. You basically had to really, they, there had to be really something for them to be like, go do this now. Right. They say, oh, you can go do this, but I have to pay out of pocket for it. Insurance right. isn't going to cover it, which is insane. Um, but that, that, you know, that has to be so scary for you because, you know, you want them to take care of themselves like you are. And I'm sorry, but anyone listening to this, even if you're feeling the healthiest you've ever been, you should get a yearly physical with your doctor. You just get a yearly physical. It's just really important. And I know we have a lot of people that struggle with health anxiety. So if you're listening, you're either someone who goes to the doctor every other day or you avoid it completely. (laughs) I am sort of more leaning on your side where I go to the doctor a lot more than maybe I have to, but I used to be the other end. I used to like not go at all when I was like a kid. Well, and also my parents, they weren't like, they were like, you're fine. You're fine. And I think that's probably why I go a lot more now because I was told I was fine all the time. And then I finally was like, okay, I think I need to know what's going on. I think my initial appointment, I was freaking out. Like my initial dermatologist appointment, my initial physical appointment, all that. But then now I'm like, okay, they just saw me in 12 months. Like I'm not going to like nothing. My body looks the same. Like they said, I'm okay. So in my head, when I went today to the dermatologist, so why this would be a good topic. Rewind. Yeah. So rewind and start why today would be a good topic because what, what you went today to the dermatologist, right? right? Yeah. Today I went to the dermatologist. So it's been like my week of appointments. Like yesterday I was at the gynecologist, pap smear guys, every three years. So, and I didn't know this, it's a pap smear every three years, but your gynecologist wants to see you every year. Yes. Yeah. And you can also, many people in their twenties even go. (laughs) Honestly, I think that also varies state to state. I don't know because yeah. it's now every three years. It used to be every year, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had your week of checkups. Yeah. I, yeah. So today I went to the dermatologist and guys, let me tell you something. Uh, in 2000, early 2019, I had a mole that was, they, at first they do a scrape, you know, where they send it off and they test the mole. Yes. And um, they said, hey, so I already had one mole punch. So they punched the mole if it comes back with uh, abnormal cells. So I already had one of those done um, because it did come back with abnormal cells. And then they scraped another one and it came back with abnormal cells in 2019. And I remember like going home and like telling my parents about it. And they were like, oh, that seems kind of sketchy and scammy. If you ask me, like maybe they're just, what if that's not true? And they're just saying that like, that's how my parents, like their mindset is almost kind of, yeah. My parents are very, uh, 
almost feel like doctors are out to get people or like to take money. Like, oh. I was going to yeah. say, what would be the point of them scamming you so that you could you would need more tests or something to pay no, the hospital? like doing the extra procedure. Right. So they would like get money for doing out. a procedure? They would get money for punching it out because they were like, that's so weird that every mole you get scraped off is abnormal and they have to punch it. Um, and so they kind of like mess like they played with my head a little bit. So I didn't go back to the dermatologist. I just kind of pushed it off. Like I never got it punched out. I just kind of like forgot about it. Then I got busy with life. And then I was like, okay, after the wedding, like I'm going to get another skin exam today. My dermatologist was so mad at me. She was like, you need to be coming every year. She was like, what are you doing? She was like, even with how many moles and freckles you have, I want to see you every six months. That's what And I was like, I know, I know. And so like, I let her be mean to me. Um, And so she removed one off of my stomach and she was like, I don't have this mole written down. So it's a new mole. Um, so I just want to do a scrape and send it off. And, um, then I texted Allison and I was like, let's do an episode today. on just receiving bad news. Even if the bad news isn't something crazy, like, of course I would have loved to go to the dermatologist and then be like, you're fine. You know, but like the other thing I want to say is they measured my other moles and I saw this, like technology is so amazing guys, how far we've come. They have this iPad. And you really have to like look what people are doing at, at these appointments too. I'm so observant. She had this iPad of this human body. And on this human body, there was all these dots of my moles and freckles that they have continued to measure. And she was measuring them. And as she was going through, she was like, nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. This is great. This is great. It was just that one that she was like, I don't, I don't have that one written down. So I'm thinking it's a new mole. So let's just take it off. And sometimes they're just super... Um, detailed which is good you want no, them it's, to be detailed so my dermatologist now i if you, i literally have so many freckles and moles me too. Like for me too. my entire life yes. i have so they actually told me too a couple of years ago you should come every 6 months which i do now um but they actually take actual pictures of my moles yes to compare do they have like, that little thing that they uh that device it's like yeah, a light it's with some, like a it's some weird thing that that yeah. they they take actual pictures so they can see how um, you know color. if they change uh, yeah, yeah the color because with moles you know if anyone listening has not been to the dermatologist and has freckles or moles you know you want to you want to keep an eye on if they change in shape or if they change in color that's right. it doesn't even matter really like if they if you notice one that it's really big if it's right. if it was like ten years ago but it's still that same size. Yeah, uh-huh. like if it's still that if it's still big, it's not it's not like if you see it and it's huge, it's it's scary. It's almost like if you see it and it's small and then it becomes big, then then you want to go talk to someone. But if it stays the same size for a lot of years, then it's usually okay, benign. I have Allison. Again, have you guys, been... this is not medical advice. So please talk to no. a dermatologist if you this is just education that I've gotten on my experience and Taylor. So please I have talk. the weirdest like freckle mole whatever on my arm it's like it's dark in the middle light on the I mean I every time I see her I I act like it's new like not that it's new like she has notes of it but I'm like are we sure this one's okay yeah and I have her like look at it again and she was like Taylor and I've told them I'm like I'm a full-on hypochondriac like I'm gonna sit here and show you every mole of my body like this is gonna be a 40 minute appointment I'm sorry they laugh they think I'm funny because I bring humor with it you know I'm like I mean that's how you get through it yeah okay so (laughs) so tell us about like receiving whatever the news was that made you anxious or what is it that creates because I think really quick because I think when we talk about like receiving certain news it's not necessarily like and it's like bad right like Right. Some sometimes it is, you know, if you're listening and you've received some news that can be really hard to know how to, you know, survive or what you're going to do, what plan you have. But it could be like any news and I feel like my brain automatically is thinking worst case scenario. Like I catastrophize everything when I get any kind of result back. I'm like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, I don't know. Is that oh, what you... the B, yes, the B12 thing that sent me into, like I said, I got on Google. Why did I get on Google? Well, because <laughs> I guess I, I created an account with Quest Diagnostic a long time ago and Quest actually sent me my results before they sent them to my doctor. So my doctor, I got this on like a Sunday, couldn't even call my doctor and, um, 
and then I called the office Monday and they were like, Hey, like we haven't even had time to like, look at your chart yet. Like we'll call you and when we process it and I'm like, I'm just a little worried because you know, my B12 is high. And, and then like her response to me was just like, this is no big deal. Like it's not even an accurate test. Like you're fine. But I think at first the, the steps people should take at home with getting not perfect results is Step one, don't Google because you're always, always, always oh my going gosh, to get yeah. cancer as an answer. Yes. Death, something, go to the ER. I've never Googled, like, honestly, even on Google, when I was looking for high B12 levels, I never even saw anything that said it could be a bad, like, it's just not that accurate of a test because you could have ate a meal that was high in B12 and it just doesn't play into that. Oh my gosh, I know. And I, I even have gotten into the... Well, no, I haven't actually. I will say I have not done this yet, but it crossed my mind today because with all my GI issues, right. I've been prescribed so many different types of medications and I'm like, I need to go online and learn more about this medication before I take it. Like I was just thinking about that and I'm just like, wait a second, maybe I don't even want to take it yet. I want to no, talk to I my feel other- like if you, Yeah. I feel no, like I'm not going to. I'm going to leaflet. No, I'm going to talk to my other doctor. I'm going to talk to my other doctor about the medication. Not even because I'm scared of like side effects. I just don't want, I don't know a lot about what he's giving me. Um, So yes, stay off of Google. We probably have said that maybe every episode. (laughs) Well, I think it's so important because I did, I did kind of go on a slippery slope there and I did read the first four articles that popped up and I was like, oh my gosh, I have cancer. You know, and I went, I even like, I think I texted my mom that I was well, like, listen, oh, also, high B12, cancer. even I know, but listen to this. Even if someone is listening right now and they haven't had a diagnosis that you have cancer, that also doesn't always mean that it's a death sentence. You yeah. might have cancer yeah. and then you have to figure out, let's see the plan of what we can do about the cancer. So, you know, it's hard not to think ultimately what is this? I'm hearing something from you right now and I'm going to die. Like literally, that's what I feel like is in our brain when you hear something, oh my God, we get a test result back. Oh my gosh, I'm dying or I'm going to die. What is that? What is that? I'm going to die. Like your brain doesn't filter rationally. It just doesn't. It's automatically, I feel like so irrational when we get test results back because we don't really know what it means. I feel like uh, they tell me something in doctor language And I'm like, what does that mean? Oh my gosh, I'm dying. And then just all of this racing in my head of, oh my gosh, why is, am I dying? Am I dying? And it just, it's, it's for some reason I've come to such peace with it, with knowing that I um, go every single year that if they were to say, Hey, this is off. I know that it wasn't off a year ago in a year, most cancers, and this is based off of studies. Most cancers are not that fast growing um, to where much could happen over the year. A lot of times it's people neglecting their health for so many years and not taking care of themselves for so many years. Like my grandma, like I looked into my family, my family history and the people who have had cancer and stuff. And I looked at their lifestyle and how at one point my grandma laughed about having a 300 uh, level cholesterol. That's not funny. What do you think having that high of a cholesterol at some point is going to do to your body and having it untreated Yeah, and not taking care of it? So it's like that. My grandpa, he chain smoked years and years and years and years and years. And they have shown that chain smoking like that will increase. It can increase the speed of cancer cells. And so I look at things like that as if if something were to happen to me, I have this mindset that. I would be so proud and like happy to know that it's stage one. Let's get it out. Mm -hmm. I can fight this, especially in today's society. We have so many tools. The rate of beating cancer when you catch it is insane. I mean, it's just, yeah, the rate's amazing. Well, I I will full disclosure. I'll tell you, because I think, you know, I mentioned to you guys that I was going to my gastroenterologist again for a follow-up after two years ago, I got an endoscopy and colonoscopy and all the results came back fine. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, which means I didn't have, you know, celiac or I didn't have um, any cancer or anything in my colon or anything like that. I was very fortunate. And so when I went back to follow up, you know, I was was thinking 
And part of me was hoping that he would say, okay, let's do another endoscopy. And, you know, it's been two years. Let's just go back in and see, you know, what's going on. And he didn't. And I'm thinking like, why didn't he suggest that? Or should I have, you know, advocated for that? I don't know. And then I went and I did a Google. I researched a little bit about colon cancer and just, you know, my reflux and, um, and I actually learned that most people start getting colonoscopies and endoscopies like after the age of 50. <laughs> like I'm young to be getting one and oh. even – and they don't even get them for like five to ten years after that or something. So I guess any kind of cancer in the colon or any kind of something serious is very, very slow. So like very if slow. you don't see something, then there's – hardly a chance that anything would be wrong a couple years from then. Absolutely. So like that polyp? made me feel that, right, like a polyp or something. It takes so, forever for a polyp yeah. to become cancer. So 50 is the starting year that yeah. you get colonoscopies. My right. parents both have yet to get a colonoscopy. How they old just, are they? My dad's 56 and my mom's 54. They just, ha- I'm working on them. Don't worry. I'm working on them. But I think I that is such a denial. And my mom told me today, she goes, Taylor, I just, I have a lot of fear. And she told me, she was like, I have a fear of what they'll say. And I said, mom, I said, them telling you bad news and you sitting at home having no idea. Not just news, not even bad, like just news, just something that's might be, that might need some I'm saying she has a fear of them telling her bad news. And I said, mom, if they tell you bad news, What's the difference of you sitting at home, not getting the test versus getting the test and being told the news and saying, okay, what's my action plan? That's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. If you say, if she's saying like bad news in her mind, she's automatically thinking that her news she's going to get is like, you're dying. You're going to die in a month. Like, that's what, when you say, am I getting bad news? Automatically, I think anyone with health anxiety or anxiety period freaks out because they think they're dying in a week. Right. So it does. It's such a denial mindset. You know what I mean? It doesn't always mean that. Yeah. She's just immediately in that mindset of that they're going to say something, like you said. And so she just doesn't go. Like, avoiding it. It's better. Well, right. And yes, you're right. Like, they might say something, but don't you want to know what that is right now? So if it doesn't grow or if they have, you know, certain doctors that can help with it, you know, don't you want to know that now so you kind of can t- get it taken care of the best way you know how? I mean, right. that's what I think. I mean, I, I hope that if – not hope, but God forbid anything you know serious happens in my life to me, I hope that I'm a fighter and that I will Same. do everything I can to fight for my life, I've, you know, but – that also means doing preventative stuff like going to the doctors <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm like too overboard with going. I just am very no. – preca- You know, I take precautions. Yeah. And, you know, no, we've thing, been – The things I was doing with health anxiety were going to the ER, mm-hmm. you know, or like or a cardiologist telling you you're fine and then going back to the cardiologist again w- within right, the time like limit he told you not to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that is abusing health anxiety because I even have people be like, well, why are you getting all these tests done? Why are you doing all these tests? And I'm like, for preventative health. I'm not doing these tests every week. I'm getting it done, one and done, and then next year I'm gonna check on it. That's not me saying like I need this test, this test, this test, and then redoing them. I'm all about doing all of the testing on yourself. That's that's not health anxiety. That's just me saying what, what am I deficient in? What can I better optimize my health? I want to feel good. I want to feel good at a hundred. I want to be riding my bicycle at a hundred years old. Yeah. People always tell me, why do you want to live to be a hundred? And I'm like, cause I'm not going to be a hundred like these hundred girls you see. I'm going to be a hundred like the people in other countries who they take care of themselves. It's very different. And that all starts with being preventative. So if you're sitting at home and you are just like my mom, and you haven't gone to the doctor in so long and you're so scared, um, take that step. Yes, your first appointment is going to be freaking scary. Your heart's going to race. You're going to feel scared. But once you leave, and I told my mom this, I said, mom, the second you get a mammogram back and they say, you're good. You know how happy you're going to feel? Because every day, you know, it's in the back of her mind. 
Her mom died from breast cancer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But it wasn't. Okay, so here's the thing. She got it at 70. And so when it's after like 60 or oh, something, right. it's not genetic. It's like hormone still, related or something. Right, right. Estrogen yeah. dominant breast cancer. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and she was a smoker, chain smoker, very unhealthy guys, barely got off the couch, mm-hmm. loved her to death. But looking at her lifestyle, I'm like, I see why. You know what I mean? Like how you can look at people and you're like, I see it. Like you, um, but she, I'm like, mom, you live every single day with that thought in the back of your mind. I know you do. I know it hits you some days where you're just like, you, you have that thought that it's there or something. Right. Yeah. Like there's something that's just telling her to, to be so fearful of something that it's really like definitely happening when she doesn't. She really doesn't know. And I mean, the fact is, it's the unknown. I mean, it doesn't fear your mom struggles with anxiety, right? It's a weird kind. It's stuff with like, it's health, but it's not like she doesn't obsess over things. She lives a normal life. She's not fearful of things, but she is fearful of, she has that avoidance. She avoids like knowing anything. Like even when I was a kid, if we got hurt or something, it was kind of like, you're okay. Like they didn't want to see it. Both my parents yes. are like that. So that's, that's anxiety. Yeah. Avoidance. Yeah. I mean, and there's probably a lot you don't know either about, Yeah, you know, your mom. You've, you've talked about how she's maybe not as forthcoming about her own emotions with you. Correct. And with yeah. her, so there's probably a lot of other things that go through her mind that you don't know mm-hmm. that she's very scared of. Um, and so if she, you know... I will say I, I like that you said to people that are listening, if you have not been to the doctors in a long – I would say more than a year just to get a physical because honestly, every doctor will tell you that even if you're feeling great, you should get a physical every year. Yeah. Any any doctor will say that. And a physical is basically just going to your primary care doctor having them check your heart rate, having check your blood pressure, asking how you're doing, what do you feel, have you had any, you know, recent things, you know, that come up the past year. It's basically a checkup. And that And they take your blood work. Your, yeah, they, they take your blood work. Normal, normal panels. That, I'm telling, that would show yeah. if you have any cancer going on because your white blood cell count, guys, would be either sky high or low. And if that's all in check, you can literally check the mark on your brain that says, I'm not healthy as I am healthy. If you leave a physical and a doctor says you are healthy, you are healthy. A physical shows so much about our health, listening to your lungs, listening to your heart. They do the eye exam. They, they trust me. It's such a, that initial procedure I used to question so much, but the more research I did on it, I found out how much just that little exam that one is covered by insurance. First of all, first and foremost, that's an amazing thing. The past two appointments, the past two days, I've literally walked out without even a copay. That's just because a woman's wellness exam is included and your physical is included and your skin exam, because those are actually the things insurance wants us to be preventative of. (laughs) Um, But gut health, not so much. But my my point is, is I used to worry, well, what if they're missing this? Well, what if they're missing that? What if they need to test for this or that? But that initial exam tests for so many important things that would trigger another test for you. So if something came back a little off, it would make them want to do another test. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy as you get older too, you know, it's not because as you get older, there's more risk for different things. So none of this is easy that we're talking about. It's not just a, it's not a walk in the park to go and get checked out, but the fact is being able to say to yourself, like, this is another part of it, not, you know, Googling things automatically right after you get a, you know, some news, but also reminding yourself. I mean, this is a huge test for the, for the way that you think and your thought patterns, because as anxious people, 
again, like I said, we overgeneralize a lot. We catastrophize, like or think worst case scenario. We like to predict the future when we feel like we're out of control. So we like to say, you know, we like to know, we like to tell ourselves that we know what's going to happen even when we don't. Like when I basically am like, I'm dying in a week, aren't I? I'm dying. Yep, I'm dying. Like I'm doing that with my irrational mind just because I feel so out of control. Mm-hmm. And and that's a rational thought. Like I'm not dying in a week. And so, you know, that the thought patterns oh, and just how intrusive they can feel when we get certain, we get some news and it's, it just, we need to kind of step back and remind ourselves like, okay, let me absorb this information. I actually am not really sure what the doctor meant by this. So I'm going to ask, I really want to educate myself. That's a huge thing too. There's a difference between educating yourself and Googling, right? Like Googling, you can fall into like a dark hole of dying in a week. But educating yourself and being able to kind of ask your doctor more questions, or if you have someone you know that's a doctor or, you know, you trust is like a physician's assistant or someone and saying to them, you know, I just heard this. I'm not sure, you know, what to do. Do you maybe think I should get a second opinion? That's another thing too. Always get some second opinions on things. Always good to do that. But again, it goes back to self-advocacy. Like the doctors aren't going to say, here, go and check this out too with another different doctor. Doctors aren't going right. to say that. Always get second opinions and say, you know, I just heard about this other doctor from my friend Sue, so I'm going to get a- another opinion from her and see what she says. Right. And just how empowering it is once you do it. Mm-hmm. Like today, like I feel, I feel just so happy. I feel so proud. I feel, I feel how far I've come. I feel, I just feel amazing. Like, and I got a mole removed and I don't know what the status of the mole, but I feel great that I checked those two things off. I, I have a list I keep, um, with all the yearly exams that they say we should do. And I have the dates by them and check the box. And it feels so good to check the box. And you feel such a relief. Like I called my mom after, and I was talking to her and I actually got her to book her dermatologist appointment. So that's step one. So we're taking it one step at a time. Yes. But I'm going to get her there. And I tell you all the time, I love my parents and I, they're very healthy people. I go, mom, you're the, you're always the first one to make it to any workout class. And you're the first one to get your highlights done. You can do all those things. You can get your nails done. Yep. Yep. Those are priorities for you. Why aren't the other things priorities? Cause they're, she goes, she said on the phone today, she goes, cause they're fun. So and funny. I was like, Mom, I think you will be so much happier and feel such a relief the second you go. I think she, I think it would be the best day of her life getting the mammogram results back. I truly do. I think it'll be the biggest backpack taken off her back. I don't think we realize how much we carry around. Well, I hope that too, when she goes, you know, doing, being able to do that and recognize that she got through like the exam Yeah, and whatever is going to be, we don't know. We right. don't know, but no. we know that she went and she will find the information out. And when she finds the information out, she will be educated. She will right. take take whatever, you know, whatever she needs to do, she will do. And you have to kind of just remember like, for anyone listening, like your mom's not here, but maybe if she listens, I would say one step at a time, just make the appointment. Yeah. And then when you get to the appointment, just make make it to the you know, office and make it to the machine. And it's okay to tell the nurses that you're nervous. It's okay to say Absolutely. these things. I say it every time. Yeah. I say, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm just letting One you know, and they, they laugh at me and my, I, I say things like I say, I speak exactly what's on my mind to these nurses. I'm like, I always think I have skin cancer or something and they laugh. And you know what? It kind of opens the door to me being able to ask all the questions I want to yes, ask because they're exactly. like, this is her and she's mm-hmm. kind of funny. I make, I make a little jokes out of it, you know, like sarcastic, but what, what I love what you said. So my mom and I, we made a list. Don't look at everything at one time. No. We made a list of all the things that she's put off. Good. And we said, we're going to check them off one by one. Okay. And my dad, we have to pull him to the doctor. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's so. like a, yeah. Well, can you guess what, what kind of doctor I actually do procrastinate on? And I don't, and it's definitely not because, yes, I was going to say, it's definitely not because I have anxiety about the dentist. Like I have actually really good teeth. I don't care about it. It's just, I put off the dentist. (laughs) 
I remember telling you I was going to the dentist and you were like, oh, you were like, I got to get there. I do. I ha- literally have it on my notification every day, call dentist, call dentist for the last four weeks. And I just keep putting it off to the next day. And I'm like, I just need to go get my teeth cleaned. Like, it's just right. more of like an inconvenience than yeah. it is me being anxious at all. I mean, you know, if you take care of your teeth for the most part in your life, you guys, most likely you'll be fine. You're not going to get like gum cancer or anything, most likely. But take care of your teeth and right. go to the dentist. Don't be like me. Especially after quarantine. I mean, my dentist was like, God, we are seeing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because it's just been, no one's been to their cleanings. Everyone's coming in with quarantine, yeah. candy mouth. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but so, so you got uh, mole removed and they'll what, yeah. call and let you know? They'll send it out. Yeah. They'll call and let me know. What and all I know is I was there a year and a half ago. So whatever. I'm doing all I can. I was going to say, good for you. Did you and, schedule oh, out? And I'm getting uh, the other one punched out. What does that mean, by the way, punched out? I meant to so ask you. So when they scrape it, they take off the, the, the part you see with the visible eye. Yeah. But oh, that's what it, punch out means. No, no, no. That's the scraping oh, that's part. Scrape. So that's when yeah. they just take the mole off and then they, uh, or freckle. And then they, uh, that's what they send off. And if it comes back with, say, just abnormal cells, abnormal cells does not mean cancer, but it means no. that it could become. So let's get rid of it. Right. Um, oh. So then they go in and they get those roots out. So they do a punch and they don't go oh. that deep and it doesn't hurt. It, it didn't hurt at all. And you get a few stitches and, and they, they put a local out. anesthesia on you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't I've doesn't hurt, that. especially because our body's so, uh, you know, fluffy. We got a lot of fluff. <laughs> we got padding. <laughs> I definitely have fluff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then they go in and they just punch it out, and it's literally a 20-minute thing in and out. And, yes, it's really freaking scary. My doctor laughs at me because I always try and push off my appointments. Like, today, I was like, you think maybe, like, uh, today we could – we did the skin exam where we measured everything. And now you said this one needs to be scraped off. So how about I come in in like a week and we scrape it off? And she goes, Taylor, you're doing it today. And I was like, oh, okay. So then they laid me back guys. And they did the local anesthesia thingy on it. Literally didn't feel a thing. And afterwards I was like, I'm so glad I did that. I was like, I was about to, she goes, I know you were about to talk me out of making you do it today. She goes, but you know, she's tough. Sometimes I need a tough doctor too. Yeah. I'm proud of you though. I think that's awesome. It's like, she got mad at me. She was like, I can't believe you haven't had the other mole punched out. And I was like, girlfriend, the healing process for me was traumatic. I had stitches. Okay. I treated it like I was going to get an infection every day. I needed a break. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Yeah. But the fact that you can actually talk like that with a doctor is real. That's awesome. Your doctor I sounds like. Caring. No, I stopped caring. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I just right. Stop hearing what these doctors think about me. I'm going to ask agree. questions. Yes. I don't care. I think I'm a wild animal. If I HIPAA, you can't talk about me. So exactly. keep those thoughts in your mouth, ma'am. <laughs> I love that. I know. She I actually. I can be like, man, Taylor's crazy, you know, because then I could be yeah. like, I'm suing for millions. <laughs> I was actually so excited because the last time I went to the dermatologist a couple months ago, um, it was the first time, I don't even know in how long that I didn't need one mole scraped. Wow. So wait, so one. you get, you texted me today and you said you get moles scraped a lot. Oh my God. All the time. I literally would go in and they'd be like, let's get, they were like, well, this one looks okay, but I'm not sure. I'm like, take it off, take it off and check it. Like they give me the option sometimes whether they want me to remove it or not. They're like, you don't, we could check it again in six months and see if it changed or would you want to remove it now? I'm like, take it off. I don't want it. I want to keep checking. They're like, okay, I'll take it off. So do they never come back abnormal? I, I've had one, I think, when I was really younger. Okay. And that's like a pretty big um, scar. But other than okay. that, no, they've all been benign. Oh, wow. That's good. I, I, I was really bad in my 20s with laying out in the sun oh, yeah. and like putting suntan oil on. I did, I did on. So. Yeah. It was like, I was dumb. And now the past like 10 years, I would say, um, I cover up, I try and use sunscreen as much as possible. I don't like lay in the sun just like, I'll bring an umbrella to the beach. I don't Mm -hmm. need to be like all tan. I don't care. No, I will. Give me that self tanner. I'm good. Give me that. Exactly. (laughs) I am more, I want my body, you know, my moles to be okay. And I have a lot though. So that's the thing. I have a lot of them. So like, I just want to make sure that you know, we're good preventative stuff, but 
Um, we talked a lot about moles today. <laughs> so for anyone that well, so here's the thing Smalls. I want to tell everyone. This, this is what I want you to make a list of. If you're a woman, get your pap smear every three years. Write this down. Number one, dentist. Allison, write it down. Number two, <laughs> uh, yearly physical, once a year. And find a good doctor. Don't keep going back to some doctor you don't like. Find a doctor, like I said, that you could joke around with. Once a year, schedule that physical. Number three, if you're a woman, schedule that yearly woman exam once a year, which I didn't know. That's where they feel your breast and they, uh, you know, just like talk to you about woman stuff. And then number four, schedule your pap smear every three years. Number five, yearly skin exam. You know how many people I was posting about this on my page? You know how many people were like, where do I go for that? And what is that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. So a skin exam, you would go to just any dermatologist. Dermatology dermatology is considered elective. Do you know that? With insurance companies? Really? They hardly ever, at least in Pennsylvania, I don't know, but they literally hardly ever my copay is insane for dermatology. It's basically what? like I unless a I had to get like a referral a bunch of times because of my moles. It's almost like I, th- I think it's, a, I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, guys, if it's not elective or not, actually. But I will say it doesn't surprise me that people don't know about, um, don't know about dermatologists or yeah, haven't sorry. been told to go. It says most health insurance covers all of an annual skin cancer screening. It's a skin cancer screening. I must be calling it the wrong thing. Okay. Well, if you don't have That's moles weird. or something, then- people might not be like, oh, okay. Or maybe someone has one freckle. They're not going to say, go to a dermatologist, check this freckle. But at the same time, why, if you don't have freckles, that's, who cares? Like still, don't you want, like dermatologists can help you with other things, not just freckles and molds. Well, I feel like also maybe what pushed me to go and get it done in the first place is because I did abuse a tanning bed and did lay out. Like I was like, uh, when I was younger, I was like sunscreen. No way. Then I can't get tan. And it's yeah. like, okay, one myth because you actually can tan through sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> so I lied to myself for years. So that's kind of what made, and like you said, you and I both are very freckly and mold. I mean, not really like my body has a lot of freckles. My face isn't really yeah. freckly, but I it's would a say, good idea people. <laughs> yes. And I would also say if you're over 40, mm-hmm. schedule oh, yeah. your mammogram. If you're over 50, schedule that colonoscopy. Yes. Endoscopies. I don't know if that goes together, but schedule those. Yeah. And if you have a history of breast cancer or anything, ask your doctor. If you're under 40, say, hey, listen, my aunt or whatever has had breast cancer. And, you know, I was listening to this awesome podcast and the anxiety chicks told me that I could advocate for myself and yeah. say that, you know, I have a history of breast cancer in my family and I just want to get one before 40 because I, I feel like that's important to do. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's great. Make that I think that's good. Check them off one at a time. And even if you have to space them out within a couple of months, like I didn't get to this routine of going to three appointments back to back tomorrow's Bentley's vet appointment too. Like I'm just oh, I'm yeah. a wild I'm a wild woman this week. Yeah, girl. Get <laughs> it. Get it. Well, I'm so thank you for keeping us up to date on, yeah. you know, what's been going on. And I think this was a great episode just about how, you know, to kind of remain a little bit more stable and rational when you get some news back from doctors, not to jump to conclusions. That's another thing that my brain does is just jumps yeah. to conclusions. Every time I get news, it doesn't even need to be bad news, quote unquote, but trying to kind of rewire the way that you think and remember like the risk of things. Be educated though. Don't Google your 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 days away, but Get educated from people you trust, doctors you trust. If you do just some research online, you know, there's a fine line, but like obviously people are getting information that way. But I think it's just important to remember not to, you know, jump to conclusions in your brain right when you first hear it. Right. That's what I would say. Love it. (laughs) Love it. All right. We got clients, guys. All right, you guys, we will talk to you next time. And like I said, we have guests, we promise. 
they are all scheduled and they're going to be amazing. So we love you and rate, review, subscribe if you like this podcast and we will talk to you next time. Oh, wait, wait. You know what? Before we go, let me pick our winner. Oh, you guys. Yes. Oh, we should have done this at the beginning. Why? Then, Then they have to wait for the episode. Okay, I'm gonna do the scroll thing. That's true, Taylor. I'm gonna do the scroll thing and wait. Hold on, I want to because there's people that might not know what we're talking about. Oh, okay. You guys, wait, hang on. While you're doing, while you're talking this, I'm gonna do the thing where I scroll my finger and then just stop on a name. Uh, Yeah. Okay, that's good. So on the Anxiety Chicks Instagram page, if you're not following us, please go to at the Anxiety Chicks. I mean, it's just the Anxiety Chicks with the at symbol on Instagram. And a couple days ago, we posted a giveaway for 10k. So we got 10,000 followers. So thank you guys. And we posted a giveaway, which is an awesome anxiety toolkit that. Taylor puts together with a whole bunch of amazing items that are really helpful for healing anxiety inside of it. And we're going to pick our winner now. So got a winner. Who do we have? Who do we have? E-G-A underscore N-9. I'll repeat that. Ooh. At E-G-E-J-A underscore N-9. And we'll put it in the... Uh, the co- the info section on this on this episode. Put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show, show notes, notes that you want. But E J A E J A underscore N nine, and we'll be doing more giveaways. And how we'll announce the winners is at the end of episodes. Whenever we have the giveaway. Yes. So congratulations to you. And we will also be posting the winner's uh, name under the post uh, on our Instagram page. So yeah, we'll be definitely having more uh, giveaways. And congratulations. So we'll talk to you next time, you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.